In this episode, we're going to look at the learning theory as an explanation of attachment. Dollard and Miller in 1950 looked into the learning theory of attachment. This is sometimes called the cupboard love explanation because it emphasises the importance of food in attachment formation. Children learn to love whoever feeds them. Classical conditioning involves learning to associate two stimuli in attachment. The unconditioned stimulus of food leads to unconditioned response, which is a feeling of pleasure. This response is not learned, so it is an unconditioned response. A caregiver, i.e. the mother, starts as a neutral stimulus. This is something that produces no response. However, when the caregiver provides food over time, they become associated with the food, so the neutral stimulus becomes a conditioned stimulus. Once conditioning has taken place, the sight of the caregiver produces a conditioned response of pleasure. According to a learning theorist, the conditioned pleasure response is the basis of love. Now an attachment has formed and the caregiver becomes an attachment figure. Operant conditioning explains why babies cry for comfort. This is an important building block for attachment. Crying leads to a response from the caregiver. As long as the caregiver provides the correct response, the crying is reinforced because it produces a pleasurable consequence. At the same time as the baby is reinforced for crying, the caregiver receives negative reinforcement because the crying stops. Negative reinforcement is escaping from something unpleasant, which is reinforcing. This interplay of positive-negative reinforcement strengthens as attachment. Hunger is a primary drive, an innate biological motivator. We are motivated to eat to reduce the hunger drive. Attachment is a secondary drive, learned by an association between the caregiver and the satisfaction of a primary drive. Sears et al. in 1957 suggested that as caregivers provide food, the primary drive of hunger becomes generalised to them. One limitation of learning theory is counter-evidence from animal studies. Lorenz's geese imprinted on the first moving object they saw. Harlow's monkeys attached to a soft surrogate in preference to a wire one with milk. In both of these animal studies, imprinting and attachment did not develop as a result of feeding. This shows that factors other than feeding are important in attachment formation. Another limitation is counter-evidence from human studies. Schaffer and Emerson showed that for many babies, their main attachment was not to the person who fed them. Also, Isabella et al. in 1989 found that interactional synchrony, unrelated to feeding, predicted attachment quality. This again suggests that other factors are more important in attachment formation than feeding. One strength is that some elements of conditioning could still be involved. It seems unlikely that association with food is central to attachment. However, conditioning may still play some role in attachment. For example, a baby's choice of primary attachment figure may be determined by the fact that a caregiver becomes associated with warmth and comfort. This means that conditioning could still be important in choice of attachment figures, though not the process of attachment formation. As a counterpoint, this point of view ignores the fact that babies take a very active role in the interactions that produce attachment. For example, they initiate interactions. This suggests that learning theory may be inappropriate in explaining any aspect of attachment.